Are you ready to take your intermittent fasting lifestyle to the next level? There's nothing better than community to help with that. In the Delay Don't Deny community, we all embrace the clean fast, and there's just the right support for you as you live your intermittent fasting lifestyle. You can connect directly with me in the Ask Jen group, and I'll answer all of your questions personally. If you're new to intermittent fasting or recommitting to the intermittent fasting lifestyle, join the 28-Day Fast Start group. After your fast start, join us for support in the first-year group. Need tips for long-term maintenance? We have a place for that. There are many more useful spaces beyond these, and you can interact in as many as you like. Visit jenstevens.com community to join us. An annual membership costs just over a dollar a week when you do the math. If you aren't ready to fully commit for a year, join for a month, and you can cancel at any time. If you know you'll want to stay forever, we also have a lifetime membership option available. IF is free. You don't need to join our community to fast. But if you're looking for support from a community of like-minded intermittent fasters, we're here for you at jenstevens.com community. That's jenstevens.com community. Achieving my long-term goals is more about creating healthy habits and less about quick fixes. And that's why I love both intermittent fasting and daily harvest. Tim Spector, a gut health expert and founder of Zoe, and Dr. B, gastroenterologist and author of Fiber Fueled, recommend that you aim for at least 30 unique plant foods per week. Daily Harvest helps make it easy. One of my favorite options is the sweet potato and wild rice hash harvest bowl. With Daily Harvest, I'm getting tons of plant-based options built on organic fruits and vegetables that are easy to prep and free of weird ingredients such as fillers, seed oils, and added sugars. Create healthy habits that last with Daily Harvest. For a limited time only, go to dailyharvest.com ifstories to get $30 off your first box plus free shipping. That's dailyharvest.com ifstories for $30 off your first box and free shipping. Daily harvest.com slash is stories. Welcome to Intermittent Fasting Stories. I'm your host, Jen Stevens, author of the New York Times bestseller, Fast Feast Repeat, as well as the book that started it all, Delay Don't Deny. I lost over 80 pounds thanks to intermittent fasting after learning how to delay my eating rather than denying myself the delicious foods I want to eat. Now, Who's ready to hear an inspirational intermittent fasting story? That's why we're here. So let's get excited to talk to today's guest. Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 203 of Intermittent Fasting Stories. Today, I'm here with Margaret. Margaret lives in Cavan, Ireland, but she is from Iceland, and she is a makeup artist and a mother of three. Welcome, Margaret. Thank you, Jen. I'm very happy to be here today. Well, I'm so happy to have you here. I want you to say your last name, and listeners will understand why I didn't say it. We talked about it ahead of time. There was, you know, I'd, it, this this southern tongue of mine just doesn't form those sounds. I don't know. Say your last name for us. So my last name is Simon Dottir, and how it actually works in Iceland, it's my dad's first name, and it's Dottir on the end means daughter. So my dad's first name becomes my last name with a daughter on the end. 
Well, now it makes more sense, and it looks like it looks like daughter. <laughs> Say it one more time for us. It's it's beautiful. Simon's daughter. Well, thank you. <laughs> well, I'm so glad to have you here today. We both realized before we started we're drinking our cups of MT for the listeners. Yeah, that is our hot water in a mug. My window is not open yet, but I'm really enjoying it on a chilly day. Very good. Although when this comes out, it will be June. So hopefully it is a nice warm day when people are listening. We'll be listening to this and it'll be super warm outside. It'll be And I hope I'm wearing a bathing suit. Yes, me too. (laughs) (gasps) Yeah, fingers crossed. Well, you know, I like to start by asking what brought you to intermittent fasting and when was that? So I first heard about intermittent fasting from a friend of mine. This is kind of like a few years ago. She did intermittent fasting and she lost about 40 pounds, I think. And she told me about it and I didn't really buy into it at first. It just sort of, it kind of went into one ear, went out the other. And I thought it it sounded a bit too simple because like, how can you eat in a time frame and you'll lose weight? Like, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, you obviously have to count every single calorie that you eat and you have to exercise loads and that's what we've always heard, though, right? Yeah, exactly. And yeah. also, it's like the more complicated, the better. It almost seems like, you know, these days. The longer the shopping list, you know, to get started, that's probably better it is, isn't it? So it just always sort of, I talked to her about it a little bit, and I joined this, like, this Facebook group, not one of your groups, by the way, probably one of those bad groups that you don't like. <laughs> <laughs> one of the ones that blocked me early on. <laughs> that did happen. <laughs> So, um, like, I joined that group, but I, I didn't start fasting then. And then we had three children in three years. And, like, I've always been overweight, like, since I was, like, weight started sort of to pile on from when I was, like, 12, maybe. So, like, pre, pre-teen years. So, I've sort of... And this was in Ireland? I mean, oh, sorry, in Iceland? Iceland yeah. It was, yeah. okay, so in Iceland... Is there much of a struggle with with weight in Iceland? I know it's in America, it's it's everywhere, but I know not every every country is having the same sort of struggle. Is it common in Iceland? I don't think it is is as much as America, but people do struggle. Yeah, people do struggle. I'm not too sure about how many percentage are overweight or anything like that, but yeah, it's most just kind of like everywhere. You know, people do struggle with with weight gain and weight loss and and all this sort of thing. So you were 12 when you first started to have that struggle. Sort of gain weight and, and, and struggling with it, really. And so I kind of done everything. I've counted calories. I've been on the shakes. Like I wasn't on the shakes when I was 12, by the way. I lived over in London for a little bit. I used like this food delivery service where you get like a big box of like microwave meals and they, it's all like pre-counted calories for you. And you're just supposed to have these three dishes in one day and you'll lose loads of weight and and they all tasted the same they all tasted disgusting i did one of those did they were they frozen or were they like shelf ready they're like shelf ready and just yeah that's even worse and and i had like flatmates at the time and i filled up the fridge with like loads of these meals that you know of course there were loads of days that you know that i absolutely did not want to eat those meals right yeah so they a lot of them just went into the bin wasn't sustainable, obviously. You're not going to be ha- having a food delivery service for the rest of your life. <laughs> like well, and they're just not delicious, right? And I bet you were know. starving. I only did one program like that. The one I did in America is called Jenny Craig. 
I've heard you talk about that one. Yeah. That's the only one I ever did. And after the the one week, I think I lost like eight pounds. I mean, obviously, you don't lose eight pounds of fat in a week eating (laughs) diet food. But, you know, obviously lost a lot of water weight. But when the person called me to see, you know, I had the the phone call from the counselor. She's like, how'd you do? I'm like, well, I lost eight pounds. She's like, great. You're going to keep going. I'm like, no, I quit. This food is terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Jenny. Sorry, Jenny Craig. I was like, I can buy my own gross microwavable meals at the grocery store, and they're a lot cheaper. (laughs) That was the end of that one. (laughs) So, yeah, I've sort of done loads of things to to lose weight, and um, I went on keto for for a bit, and I did lose weight on keto, but I kind of got too much into the, like, the stevia chocolates and, and, like, the, you know, like, not the clean keto that you know, you should really be doing, you know, you're sort of like looking for the keto treats online and you're always baking and you have to buy all these super expensive ingredients um, from like Amazon, you know, you wouldn't get it in your local supermarket or, you know. I did that one Christmas, I made keto sausage balls and I'm like, no one will tell the difference. Yes, they could tell the difference. Yeah, I bought something that was like pretending to be bisquick. I don't really know what it is, probably like wood fiber or something. I don't know. But yeah, I, I went down that same path when I was trying keto because you can buy all these things and have everything just like you wanted it to be, but except no. Exactly. And what ha- what didn't really work being on keto for me is to cook this sort of separate thing for myself. And then my family wanted something else, you know, they just didn't work and it wasn't sustainable like I'm such a foodie I'm a foodie to a point where I've like studied a bit of cooking and I've worked in like canteens and restaurants when I was younger and like my mum is a really good cook and my grandmother's a really good cook so we're really like we're really into our food and I know that I'm gonna have a pizza at some point in my life I'm like it's not like do you know what I mean like like a proper pizza, not like the, you know, the, the fat hat pizza or whatever it's Well, called. you know, when you said that, I did, that was like my favorite thing when I was on keto, that fat head pizza did get me through and even Chad liked it, but it costs like a million dollars to make it. It was so expensive because the crust is made out of almond flour and mozzarella cheese, right? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and I ate a lot oh, of that. <laughs> yeah. And like, I know in fairness, like I, I follow a lot of people that do keto and they do really well and they're really into it and I love it and do carnivore and all these things. And that just didn't work for me in that time in my life, you know. So basically, if we fast forward to June 2020, I found myself after having my third child in, in three years, um, I was morbidly obese. I was my highest weight. I was just shy of 300 pounds. Wow. And see, looking at you, I would never know that because I can see Margaret and uh, wow, just under 300 pounds. Yeah. I got to, to be exact, it was, it was 297. Yeah. Having three kids under the age of three and carrying all that weight was very overwhelming and it was um for me I can only speak for myself I'm not saying everyone that is that way experienced the same thing it was very very hard for me and we actually got we got a photographer to come to the house after she was she was a newborn so we went we got a photographer to come to the house it was just when the it was during the you know the lockdown but it was just that little window where they where they lifted restrictions and we were allowed to get a photographer to the house and, and to come and take nice family photos. And we were, she took stunning photos. I love those photos. But seeing myself in those photos was a real shock. 
and it really put everything into perspective for me because I was sort of, you know, kind of hide away from mirrors and, and you take flattering selfies of just the face and, you know, you just sort of, I didn't want to face it. I knew obviously like I, I didn't go on the scale for a very long time. I just didn't want to know, you know, I had a full-time job being a mom and, and eating my stress as well, you know, being a mom. And, you know, I went through a lot with, I had a birth trauma with my first child and then she never slept until she was about one and a half, you know. Oh, I, so yeah, was, that's hard. Yeah. If you're not sleeping, it is so hard to take care of yourself because sleep is so important. It's so important. It's un- unbelievable. And when you don't get sleep, you start to lose your mind. You honestly start to, you know, you really do. You know, it just got to a point where I was just like, you know, I was awake all the way throughout the night with her trying to get her down and try to get, you know, and then she was breastfeeding. She wasn't getting enough milk. I was, because I wasn't sleeping and, you know, probably not feeding myself properly. And yeah, I would just eat my stress and it, because it was very stressful. And that's just the, yeah, just got to food and sweets and crisp just became my, my stress medication or, you know, whatever you want to call it. Like it's, it was, it's just that bad. Like, so we went on to have another child and then another. So we had three in three years and yeah, morbidly obese. And I was really like, I was getting to a point where I was just like, will I just go and get a weight loss surgery? That's what I was getting because I was just so tired of, you know, what will I, here we go again. Like, am I going to go down this road again? It was just it's exhausting always being on a diet. We all face stress in our daily lives. What if the answer to a better stress response is in one key nutrient? I'm talking about magnesium, and specifically, Magnesium Breakthrough by Bioptimizers. This one-of-a-kind product is designed to reverse low levels of magnesium, which could have a positive effect on our stress response. But don't take my word for it. Here's a quote from a 2020 issue of the scientific journal Nutrients. Results suggest that stress could increase magnesium loss, causing a deficiency. And, in turn, magnesium deficiency could enhance the body's susceptibility to stress, resulting in a magnesium and stress vicious circle. I only recommend Magnesium Breakthrough by Bioptimizers. It's the only organic full-spectrum magnesium supplement that includes seven unique forms of magnesium for stress resilience and better sleep. Simply go to bioptimizers.com slash ifstories promo code IFSTORIES10 to get your magnesium breakthrough and find out this month's gift with purchase. That's bioptimizers.com slash IFSTORIES, promo code IFSTORIES10. If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know what a fan I am of Dr. Tim Spector and the work he's doing with Zoe. I was first introduced to his work in 2015, and I've been following his research ever since. What I love most about the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast is that they have weekly interviews with world-leading experts who explain how their latest research can benefit your health. Recently, I was thrilled to finally meet him face-to-face as we recorded an episode for the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast, and this episode aired on April 11th. We had a chance to talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study, and I had the opportunity to explain the clean fast to Jonathan, which may explain why he didn't enjoy his prior experiences with fasting. Search for Zoe Science and Nutrition on your podcast player or on YouTube to hear the latest episode, and don't forget to look for the April 11th episode to hear me, Tim, and Jonathan talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study. 
it feels like that is just going to be the answer because we've tried so hard. You're like, well, I've done everything they told me to do. I've done the programs. I've done the counting. And there must be something wrong with me that I can't succeed. So the only alternative feels like it has to be surgery. Yeah, something that would force me to eat less, you know. But thankfully, I didn't have the money money to, to go through that surgery. With Like if I had money to, to burn, I probably had that surgery like a long time ago. Not that there's anything wrong with that surgery. A lot of people have found huge success in that surgery, and that was their sort of only option. But I thought I thought back to when I was talking to my friend, and I thought, right, well, I gave this fasting a go. This is the one thing I've probably not done. And I thought, okay, whatever. And I just, I did had no idea what I was doing. I just went into, okay, I'll do, I'll just pick something. I'll, I'll do eighteen six. And I thought, okay, like. I'm not really a morning eater. I kind of like started to think back also when I was younger. I always I always get a stomachache after eating breakfast. Just never felt good after breakfast. So I thought, oh, I'm, I'm happy actually to just skip that and just start sort of 12 and have it closed by six. Okay, so you open at 12. And when was this that you actually started? What, August June of 2020? August, okay. Okay, August, so August of 20. Yeah. So you just started with skipping breakfast. That was it. And having lunch and dinner. Yeah. And then just be done with it. And I had no idea what I was doing. So I was, I was putting like, you know, I was having black coffee, but I was putting stevia in my black coffee, thinking that was clean fasting. I didn't really understand the term like dirty fasting, clean fasting. I was just like, oh, it's just fasting. I have no idea what I'm doing. It's zero calories. It must be fine, uh, right? Oh, yeah, exactly. And then I was having sort of like Diet Coke, maybe here and there and but I still I had so much weight to lose I, I still you know lost a lot a lot of weight that first sort of that first week was probably that first month I think I lost about 10 pounds or something or maybe more than that so I thought what is this and I started to sleep a lot better that first month as well and I thought right okay what is this and I started to sort of okay I have to do some research yeah I can sort of know what I'm doing here so I typed in intermittent fasting into the podcast search and who came up Jim Stevens <laughs> probably <laughs> and I started yeah. to listen to the stories intermittent fasting stories and I feel like this whole world just opened up you know from the podcast I got into the Facebook group and from the podcast I learned about your book and downloaded the book on audible which is brilliant for mothers that can't sit down and read a book <laughs> and listen to that book probably in like, I think I was two evenings I spent listening to that book and it just, it just spoke to me in such a, an amazing way. So you were listening to Delay, Don't Deny, I'm guessing? Yeah, that was the first, but I, ha- I have, and then I went on to reading Fast Feast Repeat, but it wasn't... If it was two evenings, I was thinking it was Delay, Don't Deny, because that one is so much shorter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, and I it, yeah, I started to clean up my my fasting window with with just black coffee, water, sparkling water. I'm not really a tea drinker, so I buy all these. Th- my my husband is Irish, so he obviously has loads of Irish tea here, and he's very into his teas. Just started to do that, and I started being so hungry in my fasting window. So the clean fast made a big difference. You felt right away. Yeah, it really did. And got into that deep sort of fasting sort of energy uh, mode. So that was brilliant. 
I'm glad. I'll never get tired of hearing how the clean fast makes a difference because I really believe it. You know, I'm not on Facebook anymore, but some of my friends still are. Some of my friends that were moderators in the Delay Don't Deny communities, they're still in a lot of different groups just because they you know, like to see what's going on out there. But yeah, <laughs> not yeah. all of the so groups are, are a, well, not all of the groups are a fan of the clean fast. And sometimes they'll show me things that people are saying in other groups. Like, oh, those people who fast clean, they're like, they'll like really talk disparagingly about the clean fast. And it makes me sad because I would really love for the people who think it doesn't matter to just try it. Just try it. And I really think they would see the difference if they gave it a good try of just a few weeks. And if I didn't think it mattered, I wouldn't say it. But I really think it matters. Anyway, there's my soapbox. <laughs> I want people to have the most success they can and have it be the easiest that it can be. And I just really think the clean fast is what does that. So Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it just it was amazing how easy this became. And I love the whole eat what you want to eat in your eating window and then close that window. So like you either have an open window or a closed window. And it just, it was such freedom from being sort of in diet brain for such a long time where you're like sort of automatically, you know, how many calories is in different things. And because, you know, I've been spent time like weighing my food, putting it into an app and like all the work around it was unbelievable. And it took all the joy out of eating. And I just love that sort of just sit down appreciate my food tasting my food and like listening to my body also responding to that food I can't really explain it properly it's just this calmness around food is unreal and that connection with your body is is unreal unreal never had anything like that before that that really is just so true because when we're caught up in those rules of dieting you know, whether they're sending you boxes of food in the mail, that it's your diet food that you're going to fill up your fridge with, or whether you're, you know, trying to eat to a certain mathematics formula every day, there's no freedom there. You don't get to just say, oh, I'd like to have a bite of that. or Oh, I'd like to eat that food that you're eating. And you just can't do it because it doesn't like, quote, fit your plan. And then you feel guilty if you deviate. So that's where the you know, being able to just say, you know what, anything that fits into my window I can do that. Exactly. And I also find like when you are always counting these calories, you you move away from what the body actually wants. And, you know, I find now I got into such a like mind frame of like putting my body on a pedestal and like what's worth my time here. Like my body finally gets a seat at the table. Yeah, that's powerful. What I've always been doing is feeding that food addict in my head but it makes sense like my body never got a say that's sort of what I've realized in this journey that I'm feeding my body because my body is my home and it takes me from A to B and it does everything for me it's like we were always working against our body, we felt like. We felt like our like when your body was almost 300 pounds, when my body was my highest weight, it felt like I was constantly fighting my body, and my body was somehow winning this war of making me obese. But I had no control, and I felt like my body had control, and I did not, and I was fighting it. And then once I learned how to work with my body, I realized, well, yeah, my body 
does have control, but I don't have to fight it. I can work with it and give my body what it really wants. And then we will all be happy together. My brain, my body, physically, emotionally. Is that kind of what you were saying? Absolutely. That's exactly what I was trying to say. <laughs> Good. I'm glad. So um, this August of 2020 is, is when you first started. You lost weight quickly. How much weight have you lost overall? And how did that go? Did it come off steadily? Did you plateau along the way? It did come off very steadily. Like it sort of went from 18.6 to a 24 winter, but I did that at 18.6 for a good five or six months. And the weight started to come off very, you know, steadily. And can't really say that I had any plateaus. I don't, you know, it sort of naturally went into a 24 window, kind of similar to what you do. You open with a like a like an appetizer and then close with a main meal. Sometimes with something that's small in between, it just depends on the day, really. And yeah, the weight started to come off quite quickly. And I've lost 132 pounds. Wow. That's amazing. And that happened in a year. So like, wow. I do realize people are listening to this. That that's not really normal. Like that <laughs> very, not. very fast. A lot of people want to compare themselves sometimes to me. Like, and why am I not losing weight so fast and you did it just do you know fasting just really agreed with my body and it's like my body's reaction to fasting was kind of like I finally get what I've been trying to tell you my entire life you know I don't like eating from morning till late at night my body just responded in such a great way but it's it's not necessarily like that for everyone you know right it really clicked with your body, and it just was what your body totally needed. And you're, you're the, it's like the body just, just said, I'm losing all this weight. I don't need anymore. Exactly. Yeah. So are you where you want to be? Are you at your goal? I am, yeah. I am about, I'm about 165 pounds. I'm 5'9", I'm so I'm kind of a, I'm quite tall and a, a big woman. So I have a lot of muscle mass naturally. And if we go by like this BMI chart, I'm at the very highest of the, I'm at the very highest of a, of a normal. Normal weight. Mm -hmm. Weight. I don't think BMI really suits everyone because. No, it doesn't. If you're very muscular and, 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 and you have a lot of lean mass, you know, like, like Olympic athletes can be obese, for example, and they have very little body fat, but they're in the obese category based on just their actual scale weight. So we know that there are definitely flaws to the idea of BMI. Absolutely. But still, you're in the normal range. So just understanding that your body doesn't need to be on the low end of the range because you probably wouldn't look your best. No, I, you know, I, I hate when it starts to take off my face, you know, that sort of way, like, you know, just looking a bit sick looking. So, um, no, I don't want to take it that far. I'm very happy at what I am. No, you look like a, a very healthy, healthy weight. And from what I can see, you're gorgeous. <laughs> so are you. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so that's really exciting. So when did you, when did you hit your goal? Like how long have you been in maintenance would you say i've been maintaining this weight loss in six months and just gone through christmas there and you know there was maybe about you know three kilos that you know it did go a bit happy over christmas with the with the chocolates and the sweets and stuff and the cookies and everything and i just sort of cleaned that up a bit in start of january and it has come off again so it's just i know exactly what to do if, if it gets out of hand you know that's sort of way and it's not 
it's not the end of the world anymore. You know, you don't, I don't lose the grip anymore, if that makes sense. It absolutely does. And, you know, as you go through more and more holidays, trips, things like that, you become even more confident in the maintenance lifestyle. And, you know, if your honesty pants get tight, you know what to do about it without panicking. There was somebody in the community just the other day, she'd been on her first vacation as an intermittent faster. And she's like, I was so nervous about what I was going to do on this vacation. But I went and kept to it, like maybe an eight hour window, something like that, but enjoyed herself, came home, went right back to normal. And she's like, now I know I can do it. You worry ahead of time, how's it going to work? And then you go through it and then it's like, okay, I can, I can do this. You don't have to like freak out and start a new diet or what? No, it's just your body can bounce back from that. Absolutely. And I know what like doesn't agree with my body anymore. Like, like sugar just inflames me. And like I struggle just like in my mental health when I have too much sugar. And I found that over Christmas, I sort of, you know, overly indulged on, on the sweet stuff. And it, and it really put me down, like mentally down as well. And I just didn't like that feeling. And that was just my body clearly telling me that, it needs better food. It does not need all the sugar. You know, it just doesn't like it. And that's it. And it's huge when it's coming from your desire to feel good. Exactly. Exactly. It's not about, like, it started off being like, oh, I want to lose all this weight. I, I want to look good. But it started to become so much more about health and feeling good. And, and I have so much energy when I fast and I sleep so much better when I fast. So it became so much more about that. And that's what I love about it. And that's that's so much more, you know, you get more driven by these things than fitting to the perfect size or whatever it is. Like, it's so much more about the health side of it that, you know, unbelievable. Like, I've, I have so much less, like, I used to have allergies and, and hay fever and, and that has gone down so much. Like, it's not completely gone. Like, if I do get, if I'm exposed to a lot of, dust or something then I need some nasal spray but that's it I, I'm, I don't get sick with my allergies anymore I used to be like I used to we're here in Ireland where like it's very green and there's a lot of so much hay fever in the summer and I really suffered like in some days I would have to I had to just lie down with an ice pack on my eyes and just I, I wouldn't function because I had so many so much allergies and but now I never get to that point anymore that's wonderful yeah and it's unreal what fasting can do for you. It's just, yeah, overwhelming, <laughs> really. Have you had any other health changes besides just the the hay fever, the allergies? Just, yeah, just, the, you know, the better sleep. That was the first thing I started to, um, I think, a lot of changes with better sleep. You know, when you sleep better, you wake up more energized and you want less sugar I found as well like because when you're always tired all the time you just want those quick energy foods all the time but yeah better sleep that was a huge one for me I didn't think that I had bad sleep before I didn't know how much better my sleep could get until it happened you know and yeah so in allergies and asthma my asthma sort of triggered by the allergies so they sort of work together I suppose and yeah, and just this sort of this sort of calmness around food also. It's like I'm not obsessing over food anymore. It's not like going to a movie theater. It was all about what was I going to buy seeing that. I, you know, I didn't care about the movie itself. It's all about like what sweets am I going to get? 
and like what am I going to eat going to a movie and going somewhere like what am I going to have as a snack in the car going to this place and what what am I then going to eat then when I get there and you know you're always in this food coma all the time and it just that freedom of of you know I used to think like you just you're out of energy after eating foods and that was just how it was but now I understand that it's not supposed to be like that obviously you're not supposed to feel sleepy after food you're not supposed you we're know. not supposed to go through life dragging around and just living for our next pick me up right exactly yeah that's really how it was. I spent the whole day trying to chase that sugar roller coaster. I just, I would go up and then I would crash. Then I would go up and then I would crash. And I just could never quite get ahead of it. But when I got to that crash, I picked it back up again. Exactly. Oh, yeah, exactly the same for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the coffee all the time. I would have coffee all afternoon just to keep me going. Oh, those were not the days. Yeah, it's true. So how has your taste in food changed? I know you said that you're not as interested in sugar because you don't feel well. Has anything else changed with the way that that you eat? I just really focus on, for example, if I open my eating window with something that's just pure carbs, I don't feel good and I, I, I don't feel satisfied. I feel I need, I feel so much better when I have a good bit of protein on the place. But that's all sort of come from how I feel with eating. And so that has really changed. So I always like to open my eating window with some sort of eggs. I find them really handy being a stay-at-home mom. They're cheap and they're just, they're easy. And, and they're delicious. They're delicious and they're so versatile. Like I sometimes just boil a few eggs and put it into a wrap and put some avocado and some um, vegetables in there. Or I'll scramble them and put some Parmesan cheese on them and... You know, I just love how versatile they are and they're so simple, simple to cook. And so, yeah, I really, but I still eat like family meals, like we eat very much like home cooked, normal food. So I always make sure to open with a good bit of protein and then I just eat whatever I'm feeding my family. Usually cooked from scratch, you know, good quality stuff. Like, you know, the standards in food here in Ireland is really high with like meat and you know there's really good butchers here and I used to love all foods and I used to I used to love healthy food when I was obese like I used to love vegetables and I I sort of I eat anything kind of thing but I've sort of moved away from the I sort of gotten food into two categories they're sort of the energy stealers and energy givers oh I love that energy stealers and energy givers explain that so it's just things that you don't feel good after eating and just listening to that response when you eat something and automatically all the sort of the sugar and really really white fluffy bread that stays in date for a very long time you know not the bakery good stuff that sort of food just drags me down and gets me tired and I have to sit down and just recover from that Mm -hmm. it crashes your blood sugar exactly yeah like I allow myself anything you know, I say to myself, like, you know how you feel after eating that food. You have it if you want to, but is it worth after? Like, how, you know, how are you going to feel after that food? And that's really, that have sort of switched for me in that. Yeah. And that's where the power is, though. Again, you you are free to have what you want. You know, you learned really, really well over the holidays that eating too much sugar 
makes you feel not your best, but you you still had the opportunity to experience the holidays with the treats. But then you were probably tired of them. I know I was. I was so tired <laughs> of them. I wanted them out of the house. Do you know that sort of way? Just and, and people come into the house with another box of chocolate. You know, obviously very nice people to do that. But you know, we're really it's really popular here in Ireland with these biscuit boxes and. And you end up with so many of them and you're like, I keep going for another one and another one. And just like, it, yeah, I wanted them out of the house. It's You're like, I've had enough of that. Yeah. I remember Will was like, would you make eggnog again? And I'm like, no, I, I'm i not making eggnog again. I'm tired of that. I just want to drink some MT and exactly. <laughs> go about clean my evening. It up. Yeah, clean it up. You just feel so much better. But, you know, I believe in the, you know, the contrast is important. You know, the season of feasting is enjoyable. And then when it isn't, it's over. That's the beauty of it. And you know what? When it comes around next year, I'll bake another pumpkin pie and enjoy it. And then I'll be like, done with that again till next year. <laughs> That's it. Absolutely. I agree. I agree. The rhythm of life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so are you the only intermittent faster in your circle or are others around you doing it as well? Uh, yeah, like I sort of, I do share my story on Instagram. So I do have a lot of followers that have gotten into fasting because of me. And like, I always recommend your books and all this sort of things and, and the, the podcast. And so it, I have inspired some people to start their journey. So sort of close family not so much my partner he, he doesn't do it some people have yeah some people have started because of me and like fasting is is popular enough in Iceland it's actually been around for a long time fasting and, and stuff like that over in Iceland so it's it's nothing it's nothing very new over there like it is I found in the rest of the world so yeah so what is your Instagram handle I know that I see you on Instagram now that you mention it yeah it's Margaret does fasting Yep, that's yeah. I thought I thought it was like something like that, but I couldn't quite. <laughs> I didn't want to say it wrong, so people can find you on Instagram and follow. Absolutely, and connect. And I love connecting with like-minded people, and I find find it's uh, you know helps me on my journey as well to sort of you know help others. And yeah, that is really really true. And you know, I have to say, having community around me has helped me every bit as it's helped the people that that I have, you know, inspired or the ones that you're inspiring. Inspiring other people and helping them cements it for you. It does. It really does. It really helps me to get going on, you know, on my journey as well. And yeah, absolutely. So anyone who's struggling, mentor some people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you inspired Ask around. Me well, I, I think it I think it really it really helps because when you're mentoring other people, you want to be better, right? Yourself. You're like, well, like if I'm gonna inspire other people, I probably shouldn't be <laughs> quitting. <laughs> I you never don't wanna... wanted to quit this. That's the funny well, me, thing. Yeah. That's so different from what I've done before. You know, you can't wait to stop this horrible diet that you're on. But I, I don't want to stop this. That's such a massive thing for me as well. Like I, I don't plan on like I never want to eat breakfast. You know, if okay, if I'm at this like amazing hotel and there's this massive, you know, nice breakfast buffet, like I might, you know, I have no interest in eating. Not in your daily life, right? But you're right. You know, and sometimes I remember people would ask, they would say, someone told me that if I do intermittent fasting and if I quit, the weight will all come right back on. Is that true? I'm like, but you're not going to want to quit. You're not going to want to (laughs) quit. 
<laughs> and I mean, I know it's easy to say that. And sometimes people do stop for whatever reason. Because eating, you know, is if we're going through a lot of stress, sometimes people just find that they call it falling off the wagon or whatever. Of course, you know, I don't like to call it falling off the wagon, but they might have a period of time where they step away from fasting because their life is so stressful and they're struggling and then they might struggle to get back on track. But just from what you just said, if we could just remember anyone who's listening and struggling and you feel like you're off the wagon, you haven't been doing it. Think about how great you felt when you were consistent. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. And there's so many people that sort of are stuck in that starting and stopping, starting and stopping, and they never get to the easy bit of fasting. They're always in the beginning stage of it. Um, I find, yeah, just give it a chance for some time and let it get into the into the smooth sailing bit, you know. Because it's it's so wonderful when you get to that stage. Once you get there. And and know that even once you get there, there'll be some days with longer windows and some days with shorter windows. So you open your window in the afternoon? Yes. I'm usually opening my window around like one or two PM. Like sometimes it's three PM because I've you know, I'm doing loads and just don't feel hungry and you know, just sort of following what my body's saying really. But yeah, usually I'm opening around one or two and I usually open with some sort of eggs and something that's sort of full of protein. Like I'm not obsessing with like macros or anything like that. But if, you know, there's a good portion of protein there, I'm fine. Like I'll, I'll You know that it satisfies you. You want to eat something that satisfies you when you open and then later you have dinner with your family. Exactly. Yeah. And that's anything like lasagna. Like, and I have my garlic bread with my lasagna and then potatoes or whatever. But the, the difference is also after you st- after I started fasting, I used to be able to fill my plate with potatoes and all the loads of stuff. But now I can only eat about three or, or four max, like of those, you know, small potatoes. Because my body just says, oh, no, I'm okay. Don't need, that's enough of that. I need more of the other things. And, and you can hear it so much more clear, clearly. Like, And I can never eat more than one plate of something. Because you just want it, you don't want to feel that overly stuffed feeling. Exactly, because you, you kind of get hooked on that really energized feeling with, that you have in the in the fasting window, and you don't want to give that up either. Like you want to keep going, and you want to keep your day pumping, and it takes a lot of energy to have three kids on. Like they're now under three, under four and a half. It takes strength and energy to to do all of that. So. Say goodbye to performance-robbing engine deposits with Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline. Hate to break it to you, but lower-grade fuel can leave deposits in your engine that build up over time and leave your engine's performance severely lacking. Thankfully, Shell V-Power Nitro Plus removes up to 100% of performance-robbing deposits with continuous use in gasoline direct injection engine fuel injectors. Download the Shell app today to find your nearest Shell station and rejuvenate your engine with Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline. Fuel up at Shell. Sound the gifting panic alarm. We've all been there. You need to find the perfect gift. You have absolutely zero ideas and you don't know where to start. Relax. Now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode takes the stress out of gifting, so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. 
Just answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like, and Gift Mode gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. Imagine pages of artisan espresso mugs for the coffee connoisseur in your life. Or for the pickleballer, customized paddle covers in every shade imaginable. Etsy's got you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. Yeah. Oh, they're when they're little. When, and, and how old is your youngest? My youngest is one and a half now. Oh, that is a fun age. Although they are into everything, aren't they? Oh, I know. So oh, much. She, she rules the whole house. She's just like, I want this, I want that. <laughs> yeah, so... So let's talk about having the young ones for a few minutes, because I know that some moms of littles, you know, they struggle with the fact that probably there's always someone who wants to eat all the time at your house, right? You're always feeding snacks to your kids. And so I know that's something that I've heard mothers struggling with, like, what do I do when I'm surrounded by these, these littles, these toddlers, and they're eating constantly? How do I, as a mom make it work. So what advice would you give for those moms? I would say plan something that's something for your eating window that's better than those toddler foods. Because I got to a point where, you know, I was always just throwing things in my mouth that, you know, like if they didn't finish a ham sandwich, I would just eat it because, you know, you don't want to waste food and all this sort of thing. But was I enjoying that? I Not really. That idea of like window worthy it needs to be the food needs to be better than the food like obviously I give my, my kids really really good food obviously and then they love avocado and they love all sorts of like healthy healthy food but I find found the food is not window worthy enough mm-hmm. for me yeah it's not worth grabbing it and shoving it in your mouth just because they're eating exactly and, and sitting down and really enjoying a meal because, you know, sometimes you just sort of, you're running around and you're chasing someone with an apple and the apple gets left under the TV or, or you know, it's just, I think, is the food that you're giving your kids, like, in a window worthy enough? I think it needs to come from that a bit. I think that's a very good point because you're right. I remember, and of course, I also wanted to feed my children well. I didn't know what that meant back then. <laughs> It was a different time in my life, but still, I even if I had, let's say, I had a grandchild around right now, which I don't. Thank you. <laughs> we're not ready yet, but you know, if 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 I did and I were feeding it, I wouldn't want to necessarily eat those things. Obviously, I would feed a grandchild right now very differently than I fed my own toddlers back in the the late '90s, but. That still doesn't mean I would need to eat it with them. You get to the point that this is what I want a lot of moms to know if they don't know it already, if they're struggling with this. You get to the point where giving your kids a snack is like any other task you're doing around the house, like doing the laundry or sweeping the floor. You're like, now here's a snack. And it's less about because I'm working with food, I must eat this food. You're able to work with food in the same way you fold up the towels. Exactly. You do get like it, it, it. It's hard at first, maybe because you're so used to just throwing things in your mouth, but it becomes a habit. Like it's okay. Like the food will be there when I need it, and it's going to be there when I open my window. Do you know? And it's just like trying to breathe through it, and and it eventually it will become a habit to not throwing things in all the time. Like if I want to eat a ham sandwich later, I'm going to make a good one. Exactly. And you're going to like grill the bread and you're going to put the nice cheese on it and, you know, some pickles or something, you know, like, 
make it make it better, like worth your while. Sounds like I feed my kids really bad food. No, <laughs> I don't think so. They're just toddlers I... at the moment, and they they like just like beige food, like they like pasta and all these sort of you know simple things, and nothing is allowed to touch anything. It's all a bit like that at the moment. No, we get it. We all remember how that was definitely. And but you're right. You're you know you're probably not grilling their sandwich with the good cheese, expensive cheese, and the pickles. I understand. <laughs> So, um, are you active or is it just with the kids? Do you do any kind of exercise that feels good to you? I just go walking. That's all I've I've done. And here in Ireland, we had a really, really hard lockdown, like for a very, very long time. And gyms weren't really open here for a year. Like, you know, the first, that first lockdown, it was really, really strict and there was no gyms. There was no like swimming pools or anything. There was nothing open. So I, I couldn't have gone to these places even if I wanted to. Yeah, so I haven't stepped foot into a gym or anything like that. I just, I go out walking. There's a big forest right next to my house. And it wouldn't really make sense to drive past that forest and go drive to a gym and drive all the way up to the front door of the gym and then go spend an hour in the gym and then drive back. Like, you know, it would be two hours out of my day that I, I don't really, I don't have. So I just take the buggy, it's like a, the stroller. You probably call it a stroller, not a buggy in, in America. I just realized. Well, we, I think they used to call them baby buggies back baby in the buggies. day, but we do yeah. say stroller now. Strollers, yeah. <laughs> so I, I just go into the woods and I, I, you know, push that buggy up some hills and try to do like, also like going out walking really manages my stress. So I'm not eating my stress. So that really what I found going outside and spending time outside and beautiful forest that I have next to my house. Just, you know, it'd be silly to really to go and do a gym. Like, not, not that I wouldn't do a gym class, but it, that fits my life at the moment. So, yeah, just done walking and, and yeah, that's about it. And you're getting out and about with your kids and fresh air is good for all of us. Exactly. Exactly. And and my my day is very active from like very early in the morning till, you know, at night. So like I'm lifting them. And so I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm quite, you know, just naturally quite um, st- strong, I, I guess. But yeah, it takes strength to lift all these kids all the time. Oh, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't lift weights. I just lift my kids. <laughs> That's right. And as they grow, so will your strength. You'll be lifting heavier children all the time. So, is there anything that you struggle with? I used to struggle before I discovered electrolytes. Okay. So I found my my body really needs electrolytes. And I found it became a lot easier when I introduced some electrolytes into my, my sort of routine. So I take it in sort of tablets in my fasting window. So it's not, it's not going to spike the insulin or, or whatever. And then sometimes I have these sort of these flavored electrolyte drink powdery things within my eating window. So, and I feel a lot, I, I find, I notice it on my under eyes. I get really dark under eyes when I need electrolytes. And I just, Oh, that's I, interesting. I, yeah, it's really interesting. And I just found like my body really lacks electrolytes and I just feel so much better when I so them. how were you feeling before so that people could know because people are always wanting to talk about electrolytes and I'm the person who doesn't need them. So I'm always like, yeah, 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 you might not need them, <laughs> but I never needed them. So for, from someone who who does need them, how did you feel before versus how do you feel now after having them? 
just you know it sort of get headaches and a bit you know fatigue and um but then I sometimes just take a little bit of of pink Himalayan salt I actually I'm one of those weird people that actually likes a pink Himalayan salt in my black coffee I put very little, by the way. Everyone's just like, what? No. no I tried that one that. time and I must have put too much because I was like, all you weirdos with your salt in the coffee. No, but I probably put too much because it. <laughs> Do you know how I find it's really nice when you have good quality filter coffee? And when you put that little bit of salt, it almost acts like salted caramel. Do you know that sort of way? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So when, but you need good quality coffee. Like, and you just put it in the filter basket. I think I probably put it directly in the coffee, and that was oh, wrong. Oh, I, I do put it just in the in okay. the mug. Like I, I put it in, okay when I pour it into a mug. I just put a little bit of it, but you, okay, don't overdo it. Very little bit. Like I think, it, so want, I, think I overdid it. Yeah, maybe I'll try again with just a little. We'll see. Like like a. But um, you know, <laughs> if you don't if you don't need electrolytes, maybe you won't feel any different. So um, yeah, I just found if if I had a little bit of salt or. Or, you know, take my electrolyte tablets and, and I just feel so much better and it's so much more easier. Energy. Yeah. You have better energy and it, you don't have the headaches that you were having before. Well, that's I think that that's really important. So how about non-scale victories? I know you mentioned some. You talked about your sleep. Are there any other non-scale victories that you can think of? Any other? Like, it's just... It's a kind of like, like I used to, like with my clothes, like obviously like I've, I've shrunk in my clothes size loads. Like I've gone down from, I'm in a size sort of 10 or 12 in the UK. I think that might be like a size eight in America. I'm not too sure. Maybe like, I don't know. Is it like two down? So a 10 might be like a six. Maybe something like that. Yeah. Not that I wasn't into, like I was quite into my clothes when I was overweight. Like I used to spend a lot of nice, like there's, there's some, there are some good options for curvy women, but there was always that sort of, you have to think about is the blouse or the top, is it stretchy enough over the arm? So it's going to be, it's not going to be painful to wear and all these sort of things, which um, just makes life a little bit easier. And just like sitting on the floor with my kids doesn't hurt my knees anymore. And I can sit in a sort of like, kind of like a cross-legged position, like a namaste position. What, what would you call that? Like, like yoga, yoga, like a yoga position. Yeah. 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 And that's very easy now. And putting on my shoes is easier. And <laughs> walking up the flight of stairs I have in my house is, it doesn't leave me out of breath. And like I can run up and down the stairs with a laundry basket in one hand and a child in the other. And it's just, and I don't even break out in a sweat. Like it's, you know, that's, that's really like, it just makes my life so much easier. Like not having to carry all this weight anymore. And it's, it's huge. I mean, it's just literally everything. It's, it's, you're moving through life in the body that feels good. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And just, yeah, unbelievable. Just the feeling of, of not, you know, it's, it's 132 pounds. Like it's, it's, it's a weight of a person, you know, that I was carrying every single day. And that's, that's I mean, that's kind of what it's like, well, pretty much like what I weigh. Yeah. I don't know what I weigh, but that's very similar to my weight. Yes, exactly. I was, I was carrying That's, June Stevens on my You could carry me around all the time. Wow. Wow. So we are almost out of time. What would you tell someone just starting out with intermittent fasting? Or what do you wish you knew when you first started? Someone starting, I'd say do one thing at a time. Don't try to conquer the world in the first few days or the first week. Just try maybe just to do 12 hours 
and then 12 hours not eating 12 hours eating and just you know sort of shrink that winter down to where you want to be or whatever it is and and just give it a chance I would say yeah I think and I think like if you're going to start a journey like this it's really important how you'd speak to yourself if you want to get your body on board you're not going to talk down to it and you know it's really hard to change a body that you hate you know so you have to sort of learn to actually start by putting you know learn to put your body on a pedestal and then do everything because you love your body not because you hate your body that is such good advice mm, I think that's it's powerful you know, I think that would really make a lot of because I think a lot of people start a journey like this because they've write it off as oh I've been so bad and I've been so bad and I'm going to go to diet jail I'm going to do time now and I think it's great to start a journey off like now I'm actually going to love my body now I'm going to treat it with the food that it serves you know and and I'm going to start listening to my body and I think that's really important well Margaret thank you so much for sharing your story today and sharing your words of wisdom with our audience Thank you. I'm so glad that I got a chance to speak to you and love the podcast. Do you have an intermittent fasting story to tell? Email me at jen at intermittentfastingstories.com and I'll add you to the lineup. That's G-I-N at intermittentfastingstories.com. The world wants to hear your story. That's it for today. Remember, I may have a doctorate, but I'm not a medical doctor. So don't use anything you hear on this podcast as a substitute for medical advice. Please always check with your doctor or healthcare provider if you have medical questions. I'll talk to you next week, Fasting Family, where we will hear another inspiring story. Have a great week and fast on. Intermittent Fasting Stories is edited, mixed, and mastered by Resonate Recordings. To learn more, visit them at ResonateRecordings.com or email them at hello at ResonateRecordings.com. Intermittent Fasting Stories listeners will receive a free offer if you mention that you heard it on the podcast. I have missed these Friday night dinners. Mm. Hey, welcome to Harvey Gras. At these family dinners, Delicious, everyone. dysfunction is served. I can't have you all messing things up for my entire adult life. Oh, I'm sorry. Do we embarrass you? Jump, jump, jump. It's already better than I dared to dream. They're extra. Let the wild rumpus start. Woo, 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 woo. And they're embarrassing. We know how hard it is to move on from the first girl that you ever slept with. Not the first girl who I ever slept yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. You're a regular lady killer. I thought you said it was going to be boring here tonight. Woo! No. I really hope it would be. But they couldn't love each other more. It's mom and dad being totally normal. Wow. So, dinner next Friday, everyone? Wouldn't miss for the world. Dinner with the Parents, Season 1. Stream free only on Freebie.